For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs coming at you. And on the line for an interview today is Texan safety Michael Tyson. Tyson was drafted by the Seahawks in the sixth round of the 2017 NFL Draft. After a stint there in Seattle, he signed with the Texans this past September. So first things first, Mike. Thanks again for taking the time to join me. And how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing wonderful. Other than the uh, Houston weather kind of chilly, raining, but I'm doing fine. Can't complain. Well, that's good to hear, man. Well, every player's NFL journey starts with draft day. And in your case, you had to wait until day three to hear your name called. Can you share what your draft day experience was like and how you handled the entire process? Um, the way I handled it for real was, let me start off personally. I felt I should have been at least took in the first or the second day at least. But, you know, it's near, it's here or there, but. The way I took it was, uh, I just got to stay patient, um, and God got a plan for me. And my family was sitting there right beside me when uh, the days started going by, and they just told me to like, your time is gonna come, your name gonna, your name gonna be called. And I was just like, really not trying to hear it for real, you know, because I'm already upset that I'm waiting to day three. And then uh, sixth round, uh, I got a call from Seattle. And they said they think about take they got a pick on the third pick of the sixth round. No, they think about taking me. And to be honest, I was more like, all right, yeah, okay, you know. 
but I was still kind of excited, but I wasn't trying to get my hopes up too high, you know. So um, I tried to, like, just – I just stayed calm, and they called me just like they said, and the rest was history. <laughs> the <laughs> best feeling of my life. <laughs> I ain't care what. I still felt like I was picked first, you know, so when that, when that call came in. Right on. So now you're on your second team. As I talked about, you're with the Houston Texans, and you're still early into your career, man. I mean, just a couple of seasons in, you've experienced the ups and downs when you were let go of by the Seahawks, you were signed by the Texans. What have you learned about yourself as a person and a player up to this point in your career? Uh, that... I'm going to work hard no matter what, you know, and uh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to keep faith and never give up. That's what one thing I learned about myself, that uh, no matter how things go, it can be high or low. You just got to stay humbled and, and and keep your head down and keep pushing. Like, you know, so because anything, anything can happen, but you can't let that get you down. You know, you got to be your <laughs> You got to be your self-motivator, you know, like you got to know who you are as a person and be your self-motivator. Since being in Houston, you were on the practice squad for the first month or so. I have to ask you, what was it like going up against the Sean Watson in practice every day? I mean, it was like going against, you know what I'm saying? To be, I mean, he, don't get me wrong, he's a great player. He's a best he, Right now, he's the best receiver in the league, to be honest. Uh, but going against him every day was just making me better because he's such a physical player, and I'm a physical player, you know. So it kind of taught me kind of like you can't really get in that fight with him, you know what I'm saying, at the line because we gonna, you're going to lose you feel me, nine times out of ten, you know, because it's kind of like you can't put your hands on a receiver, at a, you know what I'm saying, after five yards. So, like, you got to kind of stay patient, you know, with him. And, and yeah, man, he taught me a lot. Like, just being around him as a person and in the locker room, on the field, and he said, me off the field. He's a great dude and, you know, a humble dude that just want to be great and that's, that all, that's always hungry and willing to help anybody, that, you know, in need. So, I mean, it's, it was great being here. And me, yeah, I had to be on the practice squad for them uh, that first month because I had to learn the playbook because I got here literally the first week of the first game. So Perfect segue because when you were promoted to the active roster on October 9th, I want to know, Mike, what was your reaction upon learning that you were activated onto the 53-man roster? To be honest, I kind of I knew, you know, I was going to, you know what I'm saying, get moved up sooner or later, but uh, I just didn't know when because of, the, you know what I'm saying, the way I was practicing and, you know what I'm saying, everything they had me doing, you know what I'm saying, with the team and uh, how I was practicing and what I was bringing to the table, you know, I had, so, yeah. <laughs> when I got moved up, I kind of, it was real. I was I couldn't wait to get moved up because I couldn't wait to like just show and you know what I'm saying and prove what I can you know what I'm saying bring to this team because I know for with my skill set I can you know what I'm saying help this team be even more dominant. This defense. 
especially in the type of defense that we run, it shows all of all the uh, athletic ability that you have, you know what I'm saying, as a DB because of the, the defense that we run. So I just couldn't wait to get on the field and help. I just had to stay patient once again, you know, which is good because God always humble you, you know, and he always got a plan for you. You just got to believe it and trust it. And your patience paid off because you eventually made your first career start in week eight against the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football. How did you feel when you took the field with that first team defense that night? It felt like home. <laughs> it, it felt like home, man. Like it just felt, I just felt like my, I ain't going to say I never felt like myself, but it's just, I just felt like, you know, Mike Tyson again, you know what I'm saying? Going on the field, you know what I'm saying? With the honey badger, you got JJ Watt, Clowney, you know what I'm saying? B Mac, you know, uh, Jonathan Joseph, I can go Jack, you know, I can go all the way down the line of the great players that we got on that defense. So, like, just to me, just me being on it and just, you know what I'm saying, com- being comfortable and everybody believing in me, you know what I'm saying, just made me feel great, you know, like, because everybody trusted I was going to come in there and do what I did. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, they couldn't wait till I got moved up, you know what I'm saying, themselves, you know, everybody couldn't wait to see me on the field. So playing alongside on, so that just made me feel that much better, and I just had to go out there, uh, get the little shakes out because I had to play actually like played in the real game for you know what I'm saying a while. So like on defense, so like I had to get the little shakes out, and after that, the rest was history. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. I know you just talked about him, but tell me a little bit about Tyron Matthew, Kareem Jackson, Jonathan Joseph. These are seasoned vets that have been around for quite some time. How did they give you some advice as to how to handle certain offensive formations and your development as a whole? Uh, let me start with the OG, which is Jonathan Joseph. You know, that's OG, you know. Uh, he the one gave me the nickname Champ, you know. So I'm going to start with him. Uh, me and his locker was literally like, Two, two lockers down, right beside Sharice Wright, you know what I'm saying, another veteran. So, like, me sitting beside them and them, you know what I'm saying, just knowing that I can help, you know, and me being the type of person I am, me being myself, not trying to beat you, nobody else, and, you know, they kind of, like, we kind of took to each other, and, like, they always, if I need, I had a question, they, um, he was always there to answer it. Um, so basically, he just always told me, like, you know, play the next play. You feel me? Play the next play. That's that's what Jonathan Joseph's uh, main thing was, just play the next play. You know, it's the NFL. Play the next play. Um, Kareem Jackson, he was just, you know, he brought, he was that dude that, like, always telling me, always apply constant pressure constant pressure that's all he said constant pressure you know and that basically simulated uh never let your let never let your foot off their neck you know like always always press them you know what i'm saying not press on the line but you know what i'm saying always you know challenge you know always put your best foot forward you know 
always try to win every rep, you know? Like, so that was basically meant about that constant pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he always said, constant pressure, you know? Always apply constant pressure. That's all he say. He don't got to say nothing else. I already know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? And Tyran, he always used to bring that game day swagger, you know? You feel me? Like, me and him sat right beside each other in meetings. Me and him always talk. I know me and him talk a little more than I did with Jack and uh, Joe, but um, me and him. So he always used to just say, bring that championship swagger, you know? Like, you know, you got to play with swag, you know? You got to look good, feel good, you know? And you're going to play good, you know, just like yeah. the great Deanna said, you know? So he just say, bring that constant. That, you feel me? Just bring that championship swagger and just believe in yourself and go out there and play. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to make mistakes. Just play hard and play fast. You know? So, and he was always there. Like, he always there if I feel, you know what I'm saying, a certain type of way or something go wrong, he's there. If something goes right, he's the first one there. I mean, I think you could tell by the pit, all the pictures that me and him have together. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's my that's my guy right there, you know. Now my next question, Romeo Cornell. He's a well respected defensive coordinator in the NFL. What type of coach is he, and how does he keep you all accountable as a unit? Um, he just, you know, he just always told me that great, that great attitude every day, you know. And no, despite what happened yesterday or in the game. Uh, before, you know, he just always bring that positive energy. You know, stuff don't happen, you know. You know what I'm saying? Just be ready. Every day going to be a dog fight, you know. He just lets you know it's going to be a dog fight, you know. You got to come in. You got to come early, and you got to stay late. You know what I'm saying? We got to stay late. Defense. We play defense. We got to stay late, you know. Offense can clock out when they want. Defense, you got to stay late, you know what I'm saying? Because if they don't score, they don't win, you know. Um, yeah, they don't score, they don't win. <laughs> That's really all to it. Like, So he just basically bring that, and he just try to use uh, and try to put us all in great position for the type of players and skill set of players that we have. And it was great that they um, brought me in and um, I can be a part of, you know, uh, that defense and just defense and I can bring, you know what I'm saying, and come in five, six DBs in the game, you know. So that's, that's great because I'm kind of like a bigger DB, but I can run and move, so I can play multiple positions. So I'm just excited to see how they're going to use me this year with me being here through the, you know, the OTA, the mini camps and the, and and having me for you know what I'm saying for a full off season and a camp season you know before and the preseason they only had me first week you know right and you know what I'm saying so like and the kind of the coaches kind of already the head coach and the GM kind of knew you know what I'm saying me already you know O'Brien they recruited me out of high school at Penn State, you know, um, and Brian Gaines, you know, he tried to get me last year from Seattle at the Bills. So they kind of already had the eye, 
you know what I'm saying, Omi and Kanna already know what type of player and what done, what what skill set I bring to the table. So I'm just excited to see how they're going to use me and how I can help this team, you know, this year. And I helped last year. We went on that nine-game winning streak, so. I was just going to say, the Texans, you all started off 0-3, and then you rattled off nine consecutive wins, finished the season with an 11-5 record. What was the defining moment of your turnaround, and how did you all manage to stay level-headed despite that 0-3 mark? I mean, I just got here, you know, in the beginning of the season that first week, so, like, that first three weeks, I kind of was really just getting to know some of the, you know, some players and seeing what type of people that I was around, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm coming from Seattle, you know what I'm saying? So I come, like, that's a different type of atmosphere than Houston, you know? So I was just trying to fill everybody out in that, that first three weeks. And, and then when I got moved up, what, like week four, week five, um, I got moved up. And it just, they created, I just wanted, how can I, like, they just made this, everybody just was hungry, you know, like, didn't nobody want to lose, you know, I'm I'm not bringing up the past or what happened here, but they, they ain't want another season like they had, you know, last year or, you know what I'm saying, so everybody just came together and just played to their skill level and believed in one another, you know what I'm saying? Just believed in one another, and that's really what it was. Now, Mike, can you talk a little bit about that Texans fan base there at NRG Stadium? What's the atmosphere like there? Ooh, playing in the stadium is just, it's really unbelievable, you know? Like, because, you know, it's, a, it's, it's enclosed, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, it's a closed stadium and just playing indoors, you know, and with those fans and they love, they love Houston, you know, they just want, they just want to see, they just want us to bring, bring back the championship, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like we owe them that. And, uh, because of they stay, they, they definitely stay committed to us through the thick end of thing, you know? So I feel like we just owe them more than, just what we've been giving them, you know, so. Mike, I was actually in attendance for one of those Texans home games when you hosted the Cleveland Browns. And uh, oh, I re- yeah. yeah, man, I remember you every single kickoff that you were on because you played special teams. You were always mm-hmm. coming off the field, getting the fans into the game, trying to be that hype man. And you always stood out to me because I was like, there's Michael Tyson hyping up the crowd, getting his teammates going. You know, is that just the type of mentality that you've always carried with yourself throughout your football career? Yeah, I always, to be honest, I never. I always told myself I was never the, you know, the outspoken, you know. I never felt comfortable with being the outspoken. But I am one of those type of people where, like, you feel my energy, and if I see something, I will pull you to the side and say what I feel. I'm not a big, you know what I'm saying, in front of the team type of talker, but I will pull you to the side and say, hey, I feel like you should, woo-woo, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, i just tell you my thoughts, you know. It's up to you to take it and run with it. I'm just telling you what I see, you know. But I just, I never really, 
was name one of those people where like like you the hype man, you know what I'm saying, on the team, but like my energy is kind of contagious, you know. So and that's what everybody kind of told me this year when I when I was there, you know what I'm saying? Like your energy is contagious, like, you know, so I I guess, you know, I take that role, you know what I'm saying? Cause everybody like when I'm around, so you know, so I mean I just love I just love getting the crowd into it, like you know, cause like the crowd is part of it, and I learned that from Seattle. You know, the twelves. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. I learned that from there, and like the crowd really—if you get the crowd into it, they can really change the dynamic of a game. Oh yeah, without you know? without a doubt. And I felt like when we was winning, we brought more people into that stadium than they kind of almost ever had when we was winning this year. Because there's something they haven't seen out of Houston, you know what I'm saying? So we brought out, out kind of the best of some of the crowd. And I, and I believe and I know for a fact it can get better. I just know it was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just, everybody just loved to play. Like, they bring a whole, they bring a whole bunch of great players in this year. You know what I'm saying? That just love to play football. So, Mike, you know, for those fans out here who listen to this podcast and some of them who may not know who you are yet, what do you have to tell them as you prep for the 2019 season? You've mentioned to me off the air that you're going to continue to work, but what can we expect to see from Michael Tyson in 2019 with the Houston Texans? Oh, uh, Dynamic, instinctive, uh, playmaker. I feel like you gonna what you gonna get from me is just a hard worker, somebody that don't never that don't give up. You know what I'm saying? That bring energy to the team, that's gonna make plays and put our defense and our team in great positions. You know, so you are gonna get the best out of Mike Tyson. You know, champ 34. You know what I'm saying? So. I just, I would love and I appreciate everything that everybody, you know, because the fans definitely showed me love this year. More fans knew about me than I actually expected. So I really appreciate y'all and you can, and I bet, and I bet y'all going to get everything out of me. With the off season underway, do you have any vacation plans before you resume training? I know that you're in the process of a move right now, but do you got anything planned here coming up in the next month or so to get out and enjoy some time away? Uh, to be honest, I'm about to run back. Um, I'm about to go back home to Virginia for a little bit. Um, go down to New York for a couple of days. Um. But my man, I think I'm gonna uh, plan a trip to Hawaii in like in like March, end of March. So nice, that'll be nice. Yeah, after that, it's all back to grind. There's no no more vacations. <laughs> Before we end this interview, bro, you know the big games on Sunday: Super Bowl Fifty Three, Patriots, Rams. Who are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to pick one? Yeah, man, you gotta pick it, Mike. Come on, man. I mean, I understand oh, the pet. I, I really, I'm really, I really don't care who wins because we're not in it. But if anybody, 
if anything, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going, I'm going with the Patriots, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Can't go on. I'm not saying that because of Brady, but I just want him to define his dominance real quick. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just want him, he worked so hard to get where he at. And I just want him to just, if he win this Super Bowl right here, can't nobody ever say that this man is not the greatest quarterback that played the game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think that's like, a I think that's a fair statement. I look at it that way. Yes, I want yes, I'm tired of the Patriots getting there. But they keep getting there. So <laughs> you can't get mad. You gotta beat them to get there. You know what I'm saying? So the Rams, yeah, I, yeah, LA'll be, you know what I'm saying, popping if they win. But I feel LA can get there again. You know what I'm saying? Without without uh Tom Brady with the Patriots. They not gonna go for a while. So when he gone, we ain't worried about that, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Well, I just want to. I mean, I'm just saying, like as dominant as he been. I mean, I ain't saying they got a great coach, but as has like they've been dominant for like the last 14, 15 years. Like you know what I'm saying? Like really dominant. Yeah. So without Tom Brady, I mean, kind of, I ain't saying the system changed, but, like, it definitely changed that, you know what I'm saying, that kind of dynamic of like dominating the game. So, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Rams, they'll make it back, you know what I'm saying, but I just want to see Tom Brady, like, just, like, just put on this platform, like, he's the greatest. Like, can't nobody ever take that from him. And even if he lose, he's still going to be classified as the greatest, but, I'd rather him win than lose. You know what I'm saying? So, unless we playing them, so. Yeah, I got you. That's a that's a reasonable point right there that you're making. I appreciate you again taking the time to do this interview today. I know you got a lot going on. I want you no to problem. know. I want you to know that I'm gonna be following you this off season, and I'll be looking for you as the 2019 season comes around. And I pray that God continues to open up the doors for you, man. And I, I know you got right. big Thank things you. ahead. Appreciate you, though. Really do. Take care. Have a good rest of the afternoon. All right. All right. Take care. Same to you. All right. Now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.